harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright, I'm your oyster, baby, you're my pearl. William! Yes, Tom! We have returned. Well, where did we go? Um, I don't know where we went, actually, but we've, uh, we were just talking about musicals then. You've, you've been having a musical extravaganza, haven't you, on the east coast of the United States? I'm Alexander Hamilton. Oh! I'm Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. See? That's how he introduced himself. Do the rap one. <laughs> hey, it. I put a pencil to my thinking, and then I burn a banner. Hey, and then I thought about something, and then I made America along with these guys. Oh, but then he shoot me. I put my hand in the air. Sometimes that doesn't stop them. Hang on, I should have been beatboxing while you did that. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been good. Hey, are you Alexander Burr? No, you're playing Alexander Burr. Oh, I'm no, it's Alexander not, Burr. I don't think that's not Alexander. Oh, it's, it's, it's somebody uh, else, Burr. I'm John Adams and I've got no hair. President of the United States, I don't care. I'm Alexander Hamilton. That's my bit. Ooh, it's quite Ale- Oh, you've jumped oh, a bit. Sorry, Sunday, didn't you? You enjoyed it, though, didn't you? That, yeah. that song, It's Quiet Uptown, really makes me upset. He moves uptown, uptown, uh, upstate New York, would that be right? Or away from Manhattan? Well, I don't, I don't, was there even a Manhattan then? I don't know, but he moves away from all the people because he just wants to walk around and grieve with his wife on well, his own. Well, yeah, because he's always been with everybody, you know? Yeah, In the room where it happens, room where it happens, room where it happens, get up on the table. Where it happens. Let's all vote on this. What is it? It's just this thing about America. What would be your rap name if you could pick one? Keep in mind that you're a very famous Scotsman. What about Leaned Over? Hey, that would be I an MC, over. MC Leaned Over. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Little Leaned Over. What would yours be? The Dominator. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm the Dominator and I've got stuff, things to say. I say I'm quite rough. Lovely. Listen to all the words that I say. Say, 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 that's a word. Say. <laughs> say, I'm a natural rapper. Try not to worry about it. Um, oh, I've got a song for you. I was, listening, I was thinking of this on the way in, and I thought, I wonder if Billy can, can get this from right, the tune. On. Ready? Yeah. It's from a famous TV show. Ding, 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 Where's that from? No idea. <laughs> Grange Hill. Grange Hill. You Did will you... never believe this in a thousand years. Don't tell Tom. me you were in it. I will not tell you I was in it. Oh, thank God. I was talking to my wife this morning. Yeah. I can't remember what about, and Grange Hill came up. Really? That is crazy. Really? I, I swear to you. That's nuts. I was telling my, I think I was talking about, you know, when you get into a TV show or whatever and really into it. And I wrote to one of the girls oh, in Grange Hill. I wrote to the guy. I wrote to the guy who ran it. But what, so you wrote to who? We, the girl who played Suzanne. And I wrote to tell her that I had a crush on her. Oh, lovely. And one of my friends from school wrote to her friend. 
They never wrote back. Ah, well, I wrote to Phil McIntyre, who created Grange Hill and later on created Brookside, a, re- a relatively famous Liverpudlian um, showrunner. And I got what what I think now must have been the standard letter back. Yeah, yeah. But it like I, I, I read it, I don't know how many times. So it was basically like, you know, dear Dominic, thank you very much for your inquiry. We actually uh, look for young boys and girls in and around the, the school districts of London. But good luck with everything in your career, and I look forward to seeing what you do as a professional actor type thing. And I probably looked at that letter a thousand times as a kid and thought, wow, the guy from They Grange actually, Hill. they were thinking about me. They it, were, is that what you were thinking? Yeah, they were thinking about me. They were considering me, and they just said, you know what, we're going to go in a different direction. It was, for young kids, the show to watch for, what, eight, ten years or something? Oh, I loved it. It was brilliant. It, uh, Tucker. Tucker's Luck. He had a spin-off, didn't he? Yeah, he got a spin-off, and his mate was called Parky. And it dealt, Park. it dealt with some quite hard-hitting issues, drug abuse and that teenage That was all kind of later on, wasn't Zamo. it? Yeah, Zamo. Was Zamo, yeah, but I, I kind of liked it when it wasn't about that. When it was, it was just about up. people throwing sausages across the canteen. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, which was more like my school, you know. Oh, yeah. But oh, that's funny you brought that's that up. That's crazy. Do you can you see inside my living room or something I I can see in the morning? I think I can see inside your brain. I'd rather you didn't. Your mind. Don't look in there, though. Peeling the onion. Hey, should we do a little bit of housekeeping? Housekeeping. How much fun are you to keep a house so clean and true? What you got, Tom? Shall I go or shall you go? Yeah, you go. Okay, here we go. This is a uh, wonderful message from Erin in Oregon. Oregon? I don't know. Do you know? Dominic, if my hand were a map of the United States of America, this being my thumb being Florida, California over here, New York up the top there, where would you find? Oregon. It's Portland, isn't it? But, oh, yes, it's Portland, Portland so I, Oregon. I, I'm going to say, you know where California is. I'm going to say just a little bit above California. What's happened? My is, watch is was finding it. Yeah. I think it's just above California. So, so one up from California. Yeah, maybe, yeah. John, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Is it one up from California? Yes, it is. How, you didn't know that you had to ask. No, I was waiting. I, I want to make sure I had some microphone juice. All oh, oh, right. We've so did it. you know that? I did. I went there uh, last year for Thanksgiving, and it's uh, about a 16-hour drive from Eugene to Santa Monica. Lovely. Wow, 16-hour drive. And what's your favorite favorite restaurant in Oregon, John? Oh, uh, it was during COVID, so we didn't go to many restaurants. Uh, um, but, oh, right. Voodoo Donuts, though. Voodoo, Voodoo Donuts. Donuts. I've had a Voodoo Donut. They put a tiny little doll in the center. Yeah, and if you bite it, Somebody somewhere loses a leg. Mm. Anyway, lovely Aaron from Oregon has written, in regards to League of Legends. Oh, yes. mm, Said, I've been wanting to know if Dom and Billy ever play the ARAM mode. If so, what are your thoughts? That's the only mode I play these days, and I much prefer it. Matches are typically quicker. You get to try out a wide range of champs. Bonus tip, mute everyone. That isn't your friend for a better experience. In case you didn't know, ARAM stands for all random, all middle, in a nutshell. Everyone gets a random champ from the ones that they own. And you fight out in a single lane. So it's basically mid lane. We've played it. We played it. You and Nigel liked it. I I disliked it quite quite a lot. Yes, but I would say this is back in your more um Rubbish. 
less confident days. I hear you. It's just an all-out brawl. It goes faster. The games are about 15 minutes, so sometimes we'll play a couple of major games and then we're like, I don't really have time for a full game. Oh, let's just have a quick A-Rim. Yeah, I just felt like it was a lot of colours and a lot of people doing stuff, but I had no idea what was going on and there was no skill involved. I understand. I didn't enjoy it. Just pressing a bunch of buttons. Well, yeah. thank you, Aaron, for your lovely inquiry. Yeah, it was a it's good over question. to you. And maybe I'll try it again now that I'm slightly better. I'm here to tell you about Green Chef. Fantastic company. They will send you out food with the recipes and you get in the kitchen and you get working. And they make it all very easy because Green Chef pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressing, spices. It gets you that chef-curated flavour without all the hassle of buying all the little bits that you'll never use again. And they make it much easier to customise than ever before. So you can swap the proteins. Say you want chicken or beef, and it's all USDA certified, or wild-caught sockeye salmon. You can swap that around. And all the new ingredients, recipes, delicious meals that support a healthy lifestyle. Elevate your dinner experience with the Fall Finest Collection, a curated selection of farmstead favourites, fresh seasonal ingredients, and premium protein. Sounds fantastic. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way round. Go to greenchef.com slash onion135 and use the code onion135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. So you just go to greenchef.com slash onion135 and use the code onion135 and you'll get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Now who doesn't love cereal? Well, we all love cereal. It's fantastic. You can do a whole box in a sitting. Easy. But as we get older, we realise it's maybe not that good for you. It's a lot of sugar, a lot of stuff you shouldn't be eating. Well, somebody has fixed that. They've changed the game and it's Magic Spoon. They've worked out how to get that great flavour and great texture without all the bad stuff. It's packed with protein. So if you come back from the gym or a hike, you can have Magic Spoon as a healthy snack or that midnight snack that you want. There's a flavour for everyone. Now, let me tell you some of this. There's zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four to five net grams of carbs in each serving. It's low carb, it's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free and only 140 calories a serving. You can build your own box with all the different flavours. There's cocoa and fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, oh yes, honey nut. You can mix it all up, it's fantastic. Just go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code onion at checkout to save five dollars off your order and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked remember get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com onion and use the code onion to save five dollars off thank you magic spoon for sponsoring this episode rihanna from sioux city Hello. iowa 
Imagine you're having a dinner party. All right. You can invite three people, in addition to your friends and family. Oh, lovely. You can each invite one person who is alive, who you've not had the pleasure of meeting, one person who is deceased but brought back to life, and one fictional character. Who would you invite? What would you talk about? What would you serve at the party? Are we at the same dinner party or these are separate um, dinner parties? Separate. It's, too, it's, it's, it's way too much to have all those people. Okay. You need a giant table. So one person alive, I would have uh, Jane Goodall, the incredible uh, wildlife worker at Naturalist who's, who's done a huge amount of work on uh, primates, specifically chimps. Have you ever met her? I have. I had dinner with her. Hold on. Yeah. I'll just reread this to you, Don. Yeah, go on. One person who is alive, whom you haven't had the pleasure of meeting. Mm. Sir David Attenborough. (laughs) (laughs) I've not met Sir Dave, (laughs) but I have had dinner with Jane Goodall, and she is lovely. Oh, lovely. Could not have been nicer. Well, one critique, if I may. Go on. I would have liked to have spoke to her, for her, to have spoken up a little bit. There was a lot of very quietly. Yeah, I was like... what was that? It's probably because she's trying not to um, wake the chimps. S- scare gorillas. <laughs> yeah, chimps, but yeah. And gorillas. Yeah. Occasionally a gorilla? Not usually Never. a gorilla. I mean, of, of course, I'm sure she's worked with some gorillas, but she's made very famous for her work with chimps. It was Diane Fossey who was famous for gorillas. Gorillas in the Mist, of course. And a great choreographer. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, should we do it at the same time? Not the same time. All right, right, so you, you do your live, okay. Person. So you've done your live person Sir Dave. there. Sir Dave. And I'll go for <clears throat> Tom Cruise. Really? Maverick. Maverick. I want to talk to him about Maverick. Not only not only uh, the film Maverick, but a Maverick choice by you. Thank you. Brilliant, okay. And then who have we got next? One person who is deceased brought back to life. Well, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? You can answer for me. Uh, John Lennon? No. What? No, come on. I've, I've answered it a bunch of times in the same way. Uh, have you? I've, I've very seldom listened to you. Yeah, good point. Buddha? I would have the Buddha. I think he's, for my money, he's the most fascinating human that's ever lived. Can I just check something on this? When we bring them back and it says they're brought back to life, they're not mm. zombies, right? I don't think they're the undead. Right, no. so they're brought back as, as they, they were. were. Okay. Yeah. Then. How about you? Well, you put, you, you put a thought in my head. I'll go for um, Parmahansa Yogananda. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant choice. So basically, two Another very enlightened spiritual, beings, yeah? yeah, just to talk about enlightenment and what that means. And Okay, very another, good. Another fantastic uh, uh, historical character and one fictional character. And they show up, obviously, as that fictional character. It's not like Harrison Ford playing Han Solo and then he shifts to Harrison Ford. He would be Han Solo the entire time. I yes, think yeah, it's Han Solo. Yeah, it would be Han Solo. Tough With one. all the history and baggage of Han Solo. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, well, I've done two relatively serious, earnest people. Sir David Attenborough, the Buddha. So I think I'm looking for a tonic and I would maybe go for someone like Bugs Bunny. Just to see, you know. <laughs> Just to see what that does to the party. Yeah, the chemistry. Do you know what I mean? The alchemy. Okay, that's quite good then. What about you? Superman. You've got Tom Cruise there. You're aware of that. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> there, know could be, there could be a conflict. <laughs> who's, who's the leading man sort of exactly. thing? Who is the real Superman? But saying he's Superman, I mean, he's overpowered Superman, isn't he? I'd like to know what that feels like. 
to be overpowered all the time. Lovely choices. Thank you. Well, can I add to this? Yeah. Oh, no, this is part of it. Yeah. What would you serve at the party? There's one before that, wasn't it? Was it? Well, what would you talk to them about? Oh, well, I mean, it's just open. It's Tell an open conversation. I mean, you, you wouldn't, you'd, you'd let the, the conversation flow yeah. like the friendship onion. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't dictate to the Buddha. No, 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 no. We no, I don't want to talk this. about that. No, provide us with your wisdom. And you couldn't with anecdotes. Superman. No. He'd, he'd zap you with his laser eyes. With his laser eyes, yeah. So we talk about whatever comes up. Right. And what would you serve at the party? Well, that's a good one because I would think the Buddha and Paramahansa Yogananda, I would think, would be vegetarian. Vegetarian. I think he's quite healthy, right? He lifts in the gym and stuff. So well, he definitely think. lifts, yeah. I would serve for David Atten- Sir David Attenborough, the Buddha and Bugs Bunny, because Bugs Bunny's also vegetarian. Carrots, right? I'd serve a kind of Middle Eastern platter. With carrots, I, mean? I would hope. Carrots. Hummus, baba ganoush, maybe some... Uh, Pita bread, some carrots, some pickles, rice, vegetable, maybe a Greek salad. That's what I'd do. Keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more difficult with Superman and Parmahansa and uh, Tom Cruise. I would say outside of Parmahansa, I think you probably, I think you might get some complaints for your guests if there wasn't a little bit of protein. I think Tom Cruise is a heavy protein eater. Well, maybe we could ask Tom to bring his chef. Because then that's Tom dealt with, mm. and then I'm sure they could adapt for the other two. Lovely. Good. That was a good question. That was a great question, Rihanna. Um, should we do one more? Go on, Tom. Amy from Breckenridge in Colorado. Mm-hmm. We've been to Colorado, you and I. Yeah. Had a great time there. Lovely. Says, if you could have a live podcast anywhere in the world, where would it be, and how can we make that happen? Well, we have been very lucky over the last kind of year or so to have been able to go all over the United States and Canada with our podcast. And I'm hoping that that turns into maybe a little bit of a worldwide thing. I hope so, because I've like, really enjoyed it. Me too. I'd like a podcast in Glasgow. I'd like one in London. I'd like one in Paris. I'd like one in Sydney, Australia. And then you talk about the stuff of that place. Exactly. And the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, food. Always. And uh, so for me... I'd like to do it in Japan and maybe in a sort of food market in Japan. It'd be quite loud. John would have a hard time making sure that the mics were working okay and and that. But I reckon in a food market in Japan, and it's almost the whole episode is uh, Billy and Dom Eat the World, but we talk about Japan and history and all that during it, and uh, we'll bring on some guests but mainly we're eating Japanese food all the way through it. Yeah, every five to ten minutes or so, another little plate is brought forward. Try this. This is oh, a local yeah. delicacy. This is great. Blood I love that. That'd be good. I like that. All those places that I mentioned, but uh, if I'm going to pick one, I mean, Wellington would be pretty great. We spent a lot of time in Wellington. We have a lot of really amazing mm. memories there. We could go to a place that we used to frequent back oh, in the day yeah. and uh, just walk up and down the streets of Wellington and... Think about that time when we used to be princes and now we're kind of exiled old yeah. kings. They probably wouldn't want us back. No. Well done for doing um, one answer to that. <laughs> it's the first time you've ever done that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've listened to you. You, you, did, you did say the other day that, unfortunately, when someone asks me for one answer, I, I usually give three, which uh, is true. Dom. So, yeah. Voicemails. Let's do them. Let's, have we got any voicemails, John? 
Hello, my name is Anastasia, calling from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the United States. I have only just started listening to the podcast, unfortunately. (laughs) I only just found out about it. So I may be a bit behind, but I'm on episode two, listening to you discuss a kind of ad lib. I know that's not the right word, that you said Pete Jackson really enjoyed in The Lord of the Rings where um, Billy, I think it was, had a balloon under the blanket during the Palantir scene, and everybody thought it was really funny and you kind of just made that up as you went. My question was, were there any other scenes that you guys kind of came up with weren't scripted and they made it into the movies? Good question, Tom. I remember in that Palantir um, scene as well, um, uh I was supposed to take the Palantir from Ian McKellen's sleeping arms and he, he sleeps with his eyes open, you know, and I was to go over and take the Palantir. And I, I said to Pete, I thought I thought it would be quite fun if we did a little homage to um, Raiders of the Lost Ark so that when I took it, I replaced it with something else. Yeah, it was like a jug next to it. There was a water jug that had a kind of round bottom, I suppose, like a Palantir. So as I took the Palantir out, I replaced it with a thing. That was a little that was a little nod to uh, uh, Raiders. I think in quite a, a few of the sequences with Treebeard, there was a few little things that we had said, well, what about this as a little flourish? And Pete was like, yeah, do it. I think when, when I wake up, when Mary wakes up and realises that You've been drinking the end draft and you're taller. Yeah. Is it, I don't think it was scripted that you have kind of like indigestion, right? You yeah, I don't like, think so. <laughs> yep. Like you've still got it going on. And I think a lot of that scene, obviously yeah. scripted, but the little looks towards each other and, you know. Who's bigger and kind of going, yeah. Well, yeah. Gonna I don't do? know. Little, little bits and pieces like that were obviously um, improvised. I just remembered one then and now I can't remember it. That that line from um, that part where we're trying to get the Ents to go south and I say, the closer we are to danger, the further we are from harm. That was ad-libbed. Oh, great. Yeah. Lovely. You like that? Yeah, I love that. Thank you very much. Is there another <coughs> one, John? Hi, my name's Olivia. I'm from the Chicago area. And my question is for Dominic. Oh. So, Dominic, what is it about apples that you love so much? Is it the crunch? Is it the tartness? I'm interested in hearing um, why you love apples so much. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a lovely, it's a very simple question. Well, it's, it's about apples, isn't it? Yeah. And, I mean, even you could take right back to Adam and Eve. Mm, you could, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. The, the fruit of temptation. Exactly. So why do you like apples? So well, I, th- I grew up on apples. My mom is a big apple fan, still uh, eats apples. Almost every time Maureen's coming back from the kitchen, she's got an apple in her hand, you know? And she likes to eat it with a knife and a plate now. Oh, does she? Yeah. She likes to chop into it. I think, you know... I wouldn't assume about my mother, but I think as you get older, maybe you're a little worried about your teeth coming out with a bite. It does you know? t- sometimes takes a bit. Ooh, yeah, and I do close, like yeah. to eat an apple with a knife, but I like to do it like I'm a cowboy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to play it. I want to have a little knife. I understand that you make little discs, little spheres. Just and I go, and I eat it off the knife. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, so I grew up with apples is the first question. Lots of times the things that you grow up with, you know, it just, it's just part of, not, not as my family members. <laughs> I just thought they were Gwyneth Paltrow's 
son probably probably says I grew up with apples. Isn't one of them called Apple? Yeah, yeah. Apple right, and carry on. It just made me it? laugh. Yeah. I thought you meant. I thought you were laughing because you thought when I said I grew up with apples, you were like, "Oh, your dad's an apple, your mum's an apple." Your no, no. I was just thinking you sound like one of Gwyneth Paltrow's kids. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I think apples were. We've we've. You've heard me talk about this quite a lot. I think apples are probably the most underrated fruit in the West because they're ubiquitous, like an orange or a banana, which, I mean, I remember my dad saying as a kid, bananas weren't around when he was a kid, and then suddenly everyone was like, oh, here's a new fruit, it's a banana. And my dad said, like, first time he saw a pineapple, he's in his, like, 30s or something, do you know what I mean? So these are things that we're used to, but obviously (laughs) the apple has been around for so long, you can fit it in your pocket, no problem, you can travel with it. There's a bunch of different varieties. My favourite probably classically is the Granny Smith Although I do love a pink lady. I know you do. I like a gala. I like, I think they're called reddits. Tiny little apples. They're about that big. It's like five or six bites. Good for you. A good source of sugar, a good source of potassium, I believe. And the active, there's an active ingredient inside the apple, which I believe is called pectin. But if I'm wrong, please let me know. Which uh, dilates the gallbladder exhaust valve essentially and allows any uh, bits and pieces to fall out because the pipe is a little bigger than normal so hopefully i won't have any gallstones which you can attest are quite painful very painful and uh, i'll tell you it's not pectin it begins with a b but i can't remember what it is because when you're trying to get rid of them naturally you you drink a lot of apple juice and all that to do that brat 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 well, no, it's not. Brad Pitt. Oh, mm. no. Similar. Bromelain, I think, is in pineapples. Now, what about you? Because mm. you like an apple, but it's not It's not your favourite fruit, obviously. No. What would you give it out of ten? Oh, I'd, I'd definitely give it a nine. Oh, you love an apple. Oh, an apple's great, but it's just, you know, there's only so many times I can eat during the day, and I don't know if I'd choose an apple as one of those times. So what would be, what would you say, if you take a cross-section of your life so far... Yeah. What would be at the top of your list for an inter-meal snack? Fruit or anything. Banana. Fruit or anything. Anything. I mean, it, it wouldn't be healthy if I had the choice. Yeah, I just mean, it, what is it? Not if you had the choice. What has it been? Cereal. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not great. Why? Well, cereal is mainly sugar, isn't it? Oh, are you eating a sugary cereal? No, I'm eating the good stuff. So I am now, but, and, you know, historically I wouldn't have been. Like Frosties and Cocoa Pops and stuff. Yeah, yeah I like that stuff too. <laughs> but if, it was, a, if it was fruit, it'd be a banana. I love a banana. Mine would be, my average snack across all of the years of my life would be an apple, and I think probably second would be a handful of almonds. Love a handful of almonds. See, I wouldn't be my go-to nut either. Well, what's yours, a pistachio? Cashew. That's my da- I think that would be my dad's favourite nut. What I like to do with the raw almonds... I'll take three. Right. One will sit right in the centre. Of course. One will get shoved up into the top of my right. uh, gum. One will get shoved up into the top of my right gum. And I'll let those soften as yeah. I'm eating this guy. And then when I pull these down in my mouth, I'll halve them and I'll shell them in my mouth. Of course you will. Eat yeah. the skin first yeah. on both sides mm-hmm. and then I'll eat the nut. And sometimes I'll sliver the nut so it becomes like little slices. Mm-hmm. Within your mouth? Yeah, within my mouth. It's that's quite technical, that. Yeah, I'm dexterous. Do you know that's what um, the the who is it? The main actor in Godfather, Marlon Brando. That's what he was doing. 
Oh, right. That's why his mouth was funny in those movies. He was de-shelling nuts. I remember coming to my house, but oh. you don't offer respect. They don't give me friendship. You. They don't even think to call my godfather. Huh. Michael. Come here, Michael. 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 I was done. I was talking about more time, Michael. It's okay, Pop. Uh, yeah. Remember, the guy will come and say bad to I we took care of it, Pop. Yeah. Hey, I just okay. remembered then in terms of a dexterous uh, mouth. Yeah. Liv Tyler can still tie a cherry stem into a knot. Oh, yeah. Remember, she did it in New Zealand for us a few times. Yeah. And on her recent birthday, she did it on Instagram. And I wrote to her and I said, I can't believe you still have that skill. And she was like, yeah, I'm really good at it. I can take the laces out of a Nike running shoe, tie them in my mouth, put them back in the shoe again. We're going to bring on our illustrious guest. Wait till you see this one, Dom. Have you had lunch? Because this is uh, quite a heavy uh, eating-based podcast today. Dominic, mm. our guest today, we've got an absolutely fantastic guest. Mm. I'll give you a little background. Okay. Smoking Ed Curry is an American chili pepper breeder. He is the founder and president of the Pucker Butt Pepper Company. He's best known, maybe, for breeding the hottest chili pepper in the world. And its name is Dom? Carolina Reaper. It's close, though, isn't it? <laughs> that was good. I'm already Have nervous. Have you been eating about some it? of them? I'm, I'm nervous already. It's called the Carolina Reaper. And it was recognized by the Guinness World Records as the hottest uh, chili pepper in the world. Curry was born in West Bloomfield Township in Michigan. Uh, and in 2001, Curry moved to South Carolina, where we will find him today, where he began growing his own peppers in the yard and experimenting with crossbreeds, which I, I'm really interested in hearing how that works. Yeah. He was featured in the episode Chili Eating in the 2020 Netflix documentary series, We Are the Champions. Fantastic. Well, here's Ed. Hi, Ed. How's it going? Hello, Smoking Ed Curry. Well, hello there. It's going great, man. I'm excited to be on the show. We're great. excited to have you. Billy and I enjoy hot food. I don't know if we enjoy this level of hot, but we like spicy. We do like spicy and... um you know, chili peppers being my go-to, I would think, if I'm if I'm putting any heat into something. So um, we're very excited to talk to you today, Ed. Thank you for coming on. Awesome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. In one of our earlier episodes of this show, Ed, we were recommended by our producer to eat um, jardinera from uh, Chicago. Have you? Do you like jardinera or have you ever been exposed to it? I was just in Chicago about four weeks ago, and uh, I helped myself to quite a bit. Nice. Uh, yeah, there there really isn't anything uh, chilly that I'm not very fond of. So, and uh, the relishes are really good. So you like to have something hot in almost all of your meals every day. Would that be fair? I, I start my day with some pepper oil in my coffee just to <gasps> get myself lit up and going. Oh, Wow. Do you know, I, yeah. I had jardinera last night. We were away for the weekend, and I got in last night, and there was nothing in the house to eat, and I thought, I'm just going to get a pizza, you know. 
and I just got a pizza and I got a jar of jardinera and I must have went through about half of it. Oh, it's probably my favourite thing we've had on this show yet. It's so good on a pizza. Oh, it just makes it so good. Well, Ed, let's yeah. let, let's take it back. We always like to kind of explore the origin story of our superhero guests that we have on. So let's let's take it way back and try and find out exactly at what point in your life did you think, I'm a huge fan of Spicy and I'm going to make a career out of that? Well, back in 1981, my family dropped me off at college. They told me I was going to die of heart disease or cancer, and I better do something about it if I wanted to keep partying like I was. Oh, uh, wow. You know, So I started doing research in a thing called the library, uh, and that <laughs> led me to chili peppers. The uh, indigenous populations around the equator, uh, they have very low indices of heart disease or cancer, even when they're westernized. Uh, so... I decided I needed to find some really hot chilies, and I went to a Vietnamese restaurant. It was, I think, the only Vietnamese restaurant in Michigan at the time, and I asked them for the hottest thing they had, and then they just had fun with me for like two hours. Right. Uh, but from that point forward, I was hooked. Mm. And after uh, after all you, the research that you've done and stuff, is that a true thing? Is that eating chilies does help with heart disease and... It, it helps with a ton of different diseases. There's a lot of research. We've turned all our stuff over to the medical field. Uh, there's a lot of research going on. There's a, a key on a subcapsinoid that fits into a cancer cell. It causes an autoimmune sequence that kills the cell. The problem is the delivery method. Uh, not very many people want to eat Carolina Reapers or, or something super hot all day long. Uh, but, you know, like, all your uh, sports screams and Bengay and things like that, they're all based in capsaicin. It's a natural pain reliever. It's also, an, it naturally oxidizes the bloodstream. Uh, so there's research going on with heart disease, cancer, ALS, weight loss, all sorts of stuff. Would it be fair to say that exposing yourself to chilies raises your endorphin levels at the same time because oh. of the pain? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's see, the reaction the body has with capsaicin is a chemical reaction our brain perceives as heat. Uh, some of the natural defenses to that perception are the endorphin rush and the dopamine rush. See, they also fill the dopamine receptors in your brain and give you a rush uh, kind of akin to a runner's high. Mm -hmm. Only I think it's quite a bit more than a runner's high. Uh, and every time you eat it, you get that same rush. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of us who are like, I, I am an, an ex-addict. I'm in recovery now almost 24 years. Uh, but I catch a good buzz on peppers every single day, you well, know. Well, with that I in mind. I just can't be arrested for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great that you found yeah. the loophole. That's fantastic. So with that in mind, yeah. Ed, just tell us what your average breakfast, lunch and dinner might might be. Okay, well, I, in the morning, I just drink coffee, and I put that pepper oil in coffee. And then if I do happen to eat anything at lunch, it always has peppers and hot sauce on it. Right. But normally during the day, I don't eat it all. But I, I, I munch on, you know, I have the biggest pep, hot pepper farm in the United States. I spend my whole day playing with peppers. Right, right. And when I see something, I might have to take a bite. So I'm lighting myself up all day long and then drinking more cold coffee and lighting and drinking. So by the time I get home to have some dinner, I'm shaking like a leaf. Uh, you know? 
And then <laughs> every day at dinner. Healthy. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I don't look healthy anymore because, I, you know, COVID kind of locked us down. But I used to do karate five times a week. Right. You know, I just I enjoy uh, outside activity. And, uh, you know, dinner time for us is nothing but hot, whatever we're having, anything we're having. It's hot sauce and slices of pepper. You know, I, I don't recommend ever eating a pepper whole because it's not a pleasant experience. Uh-huh. I only do it now for TV or for, you know, interviews, such like that. Yeah. Uh, but when you slice them up and include it in your meal, yeah. it just it, it elevates everything that you're eating. Yeah, uh, true. You know, we've yeah, even gotten to the point where we've uh, sprinkled pepper powder into cereal just to see what was going on. <laughs> and you know, there's some cereals it just doesn't match with, yeah. but some cereals it does. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So, so you're having this meal in Michigan, and um, uh, Vietnamese or whatever it was restaurant with some uh, hot peppers. But that obviously didn't lead you straight away to getting a farm in in South Carolina. So, how where did you go from there? Well, like I said, I, I was an addict, so. Uh, I dabbled in and out of peppers all through the 80s and 90s. We grew them in the yard. I grew stuff that people never saw. Right. Uh, back then, we didn't have the Internet, so I'd send, like, letters to different countries, their agricultural ministries, and ask for pepper seeds, wow. you know. And what I got back, whatever they called it, I'd start growing it. And right. gradually, I found hotter and hotter and hotter peppers. Right. Uh, it wasn't really until I got clean uh, that, you know, I really got serious about growing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I moved down here, the Carolinas are just the perfect place to grow any spice in the world. We have the right soil, the right temperature. It's actually considered a tropical climate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just started growing stuff and it just got so big. It was unbelievable. Mm. And in terms of the perfect growing conditions for a pepper, they need sun, lots of water, and do they need a rich soil or not? Well, you know, we're we're a, a red clay-based soil. It's slightly acidic, so I I knocked that I knocked that down with some calcium and magnesium and stuff. But it it's the perfect temperature mix. Mm. Uh, you know, when you're in a plane like this, you get you get the minerals from the mountains. You get the stuff from the, that washes up from the the coast and has been deposited. So there's a really good mixture. Yeah. Uh, but we don't, you know, our our rainfall isn't really what what does it. It's the heat. We get to put, like, I start my peppers in the greenhouse sometime around the second week of January. We're getting them in the ground as mature plants sometime, you know, around the beginning of April. And we start harvesting in June. And with our temperatures, depending on how many hurricanes we get, uh, we can keep those peppers going all the way through, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Mm, So we get to harvest a ton more peppers than other people do. And also we do everything naturally. So we're handpicking those peppers, whereas like industrial farms, it's one and done. They pick them with the machine. It destroys the plant. They don't get any more. We're getting five to eight times the harvest, all those other plants are, by employing people and handpicking those peppers. Mm. That's great. Mm -hmm. So then it grows again and you can get it later in the year? 
What, 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 where do you, where do the peppers go? Um, are you selling, like, how big a, a farm have you got going on there? Are you selling in, uh, locally or to all, all of America or further afield? Well, what we do is we turn our peppers into a product called pepper mash, which is the base of everything hot in the world. Right. Okay. Anything you see at the grocery store either has pepper powder or pepper mash in it. Uh, so we, we produce pepper mash, and that can be turned into salsa, hot sauce, jerkies, uh, just about anything you mm. see. Or the dried pepper can be done the same way. Mm. Uh, right now, our company alone distributes in 95 countries on a monthly basis. Wow. Uh, but we distribute to, we also sell that pepper mash to all the major manufacturers in the United States. Right. Uh, also, there's a lot of lot of shows that use us. Like there, there's other uh, weekly shows, like where celebrities eat chicken wings. Mm -hmm. We make hot sauce for them. Uh, <laughs> there's other podcasts that we make yeah. hot sauce for us. Yeah, you know, it, it's just hot sauce overtook ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise in the United States as the number one condiment in 2004. Nice. People don't realize how yeah. really big this market is. Mm -hmm. What's What's your favorite hot sauce? My favorite hot yeah. sauce? Are you talking my own hot sauce or another maker? <laughs> well, obviously, yours is going to be your favorite. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Come on, Ed. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, my favorite is the Reaper Squeezins, the extra hot version, which is somewhere around 96% pepper. Right. Uh, wow. But I had a hot sauce by a company called Humboldt out there in Humboldt Hot Sauce out there in California this past weekend. Yeah. We were doing a show in Portland. And his new cannibal hot sauce was amazing. Mm. I've already been through three bottles in the last five days. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, it was really good. And it's not it's not really that, you know, to the normal person, it would be hot. It's not really that hot. Right. Uh, but it was delicious, and it paired well with everything we ate in Portland. Mm. Well, this is so. the thing with hot sauce for me, because I love hot sauce. My wife loves it even more than me. But for me, it has to be a hot sauce that pairs well with the food. I feel some of the famous hot sauces just overpower the food. Agree. Where all I can taste is the hot sauce. But then when you go and get more local ones or or someone who's tried to make something special, like our, our producer here made some hot sauces that were fantastic because it, it, it sort of pairs with the food rather than just overpowers a flavor yeah. and just gives you heat and nothing else, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I always tell people, I'm, I'm honest with them straight out front when they ask me, uh, our pepper purees are nothing but pepper and vinegar. We don't add any chemicals. We don't do anything like that. They're very, very hot. So you have to use very, very little when you're pairing it with food. Mm -hmm. Okay, but there's we have 80 other sauces that are milder and go well with food. Mm -hmm. And you need to try those. Uh, because if you can't enjoy the product you're using, you shouldn't be buying that product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of nationwide hot sauce companies that no one's ever heard of that make fantastic products. Uh, but you you really need to go searching for and ride for those. Yeah, most most of the stuff I find that they are unfortunately offering to you in most restaurants, yeah. like you said, the kind of classic, almost generic now hot sauce. It's, it's just overwhelming. You're just like, well, now my 
protein or my carb, just taste of the hot sauce, doesn't yeah. taste of the carb with the hot sauce. Whereas you get, you, you were kind enough, Ed, you've sent us a few of your sauces, mm. which I'm really looking forward to trying mm. uh, tonight. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like the sauce that you, that's, I want that at the side there of the plate, and mm. it's going to help the flavor mm. of the food as well as giving me that little kick of heat, which both me and Dom both love in our food, you know? Yeah. Well, those generic hot sauces, even though they're good and they're they're well known throughout the United States, there's very little pepper in there. There's only about one percent pepper, and there's a whole lot of salt. Right. Uh, so that whole lot of salt and whole lot of vinegar overpowers to me everything that I'm trying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I, when I get stuck in a store and I, or a restaurant and the only thing they have, you know, is that. <laughs> Little, little teeny bottle of hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather go without. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah, it's rubbish, that stuff. Yeah, just yes. I, I, like we say, it's just, for me, that's the only flavor I can taste then. Same. Same. I'm like, I'd be as well not eating the food. Yeah. I'd be as well just having a spoonful of that. Yeah. You know? Um, Ed, can we talk very briefly? Maybe at some point we can we can start to bring in some of the things that Ed yeah. has uh, offered to us, it. and yeah. we can, we can have a look. But could we? Could you just talk about the science of when you? have isolated something, a pepper that is hot, and then you try and marry it with another pepper that is hot. Can you talk to us about the science of how you create a kind of spliced plant? Okay, well, peppers are in the nightshade family, so they're self-pollinating. Hmm. So if we find two different peppers that we're trying to get the traits from both peppers into a new one, you have to start very early in the morning when the flowers are opening mm. and try to transfer pollen from one plant to another. Transfer all, as many flowers as you can mm. and then start pinching off all the other flowers that come up. Right. Okay, so when the fruit finally ripens from that pepper, if it's got the attributes you're looking for from the two parental units, uh, then you have to harvest the seeds out of that mm. and replant it. If the pepper looks the same as the pepper the next year, you got you know you keep all your data, you mark mark it up. If it has the same flavor profile, if it has the same attributes, if it's if the chemistry analysis is the same, then that's the first generation. Right. Okay, uh, to get something a crossbreed that is stable, you need anywhere between eight and twelve generations before a botanist or a geneticist will say, yes, it has been like since the first year. Mm -hmm. The plants are have like attributes. The peppers have like attributes. And then the chemist comes along and says, and the chemistry of the plant is like attribute. Nice. Once, once all that is done and they say it's good, then you have a stable crossbreed. Mm -hmm. Okay, and once that stable crossbreed is there, then you start collecting data so you can see, do I have everything I need in this plant? And the first thing we do is talk to, you know, there's a large medical community here. We say, hey, we got something with a large, you know, uh, the, di the dihydrocapsaicins are really banging on this one as compared to normal. Do you want to look at it? Mm -hmm. uh, we let them look at it first to see if there's any medical application for this uh, before we start talking about the food application. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of things, you know, I supplied people with a lot of peppers early on and they're like, Ed, we're, we got enough right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let, keep that one in, in the pike until we, we 
we use up the last one you gave us. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of peppers out there we have that have really, really good attributes that are coming on strong and that are just uh, looking to be maybe either the next world record or something that might have a better delivery method for the medical application that we're using. Say, say that word again. Sorry, you've said it a few times and it's still not going in, in my small brain. The, what Which, is the, the major medical begins with a C? The one that they're doing the most research uh-huh. on is cancer. No, the, okay. the oh, thing that's... mean capsaicin? The, yeah. Oh, the, cap- the active capsaicin. Cap- capsaicin is just one of many capsianoids. It's like a, a family, okay? Uh-huh. Everybody knows capsaicin because it's the most prevalent of the chemical compounds that are in peppers. Yeah. Uh, but there's very many minor compounds, so mm. dihydro, tetrahydro, the, there's... There's a ton of them that the chemists are looking at. And each of those affects a different area of the body. Mm. Uh, so those are the things we're looking at when we're doing our chemical analysis. Unless my ego's in the way, and then I'm just looking for a total uh, spectrum to see what the SHU is and see if I want to break my own record. Yeah, I try to keep that ego out of the way and, yeah. and keep focused on yeah. our mission. The, the, med- the medical grade of it all. Now, also, Ed, what, what is, what's the difference between humans and other animals, let's say for the sake of argument, birds, that birds don't react to the quote-unquote heat in the peppers, but humans do? Well, there's a, there's a nerve and uh, receptor called a TRVP1 receptor. That's the receptor that uh, the chemical reaction with capsaicin uh, tricks our brain into believing there is heat going on. There's fire going on. Mm. Uh, there, like I said before, there is no fire. There is no heat. It's just a chemistry trick. Yeah. Uh, only mammals have that. So dogs, cats, humans... Deer, elephants, you know, mammals have those receptors. Uh, They have not found those receptors in any of the other branches of fauna, fauna, flora, animals, anything. Uh, Excuse me. Is the idea behind that that a larger animal might eat all of the peppers and not move the seeds around too much, whereas something smaller like a bird would eat some of the seeds and then fly off over a greater distance and spread it around. Do we know where, do we, do we have any kind of logic understanding as to why that's triggering in us? Well, uh, a good friend, good friend of mine, Dave DeWitt, he's called the Pope of Peppers. He's done, you know, he's written a few books and has a lot of research uh, about, you know, that's exactly what they think happened with peppers. They were originally from, upper South America and Central America, mm-hmm. and birds ate them, and slowly they migrated over the, the routes of the birds because yeah. uh, it doesn't affect them at all, and birds use seeds to get things through their gullet so yeah. that they can keep on going. Yeah. helps them digest their food. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people have said that, you know, in India they use peppers to keep the elephants out of farms. Mm. My, you know, my experience is all mammals know that when it's green they can eat it, mm. and when they get to the peppers they stop eating. Mm. And deer, like for example, we have a high deer population. At one point they ate a field full of peppers, thirty-five thousand plants to the ground. Mm. 
but they had used the same that same field the year before they they got to the peppers and jumped like they were shot and ran off <laughs> right. uh, didn't touch the peppers mm. but they figured out it was the fruit that was causing the issue not the green leafy yeah so they just eat the green leafy off the plant now and they'll leave the fruit sitting there Smart. you know yeah, amazing, so huh? you know mammals have a little bit higher intelligence i guess yeah because they can pick and choose what they're going to eat yeah true yeah. but you know there's really uh I can't, they didn't find anything in fish or reptiles or birds, you know, a lot of amphibians. We, they've looked everywhere for this receptor, and it's only in mammals. Interesting. Billy and Dom eat the world. Um, yeah. Hey, John, can we bring some of those things in, and we'll start to kind of explore a little bit. Maybe we'll maybe uh, some of those sauces. That we, we can be this. brave and maybe have a few dabs of the sauces, and then yeah, yeah. I think you also actually sent us some actual peppers now are these are these ghost peppers or are these carolina reapers that you sent us i believe they sent you some carolina reapers i think you did so which is the hottest pepper in the world at the moment is that right correct right now guinness has it at the record at 1.642 million scoville heat units right but we might be up in that game in just a month or so the scoville meter why why the name scoville was it was it a scientist called scoville who invented it yeah wilbur scoville uh, he worked. He worked for a company up in Michigan, actually, uh, and they were trying to decide how pep, how Thank hot you. peppers were. Right. But it was a very subjective scale that he used. It was how much, Thank how you. much water it took for an individual to dilute uh, pepper until they couldn't taste any heat. Uh, but uh, science, you know, science is science and they, they develop machinery that is more objective instead of subjective uh -huh. because what I, what I think is hot is not going to be what you think is hot. Of course. Right. And it's going to take less water for me than it is for you. Yeah. So did so, you, did you set out to make the, the hottest pepper? Because it sounds like the, the medical side is, it sounds like it's very interesting to you, but as you say, you know, maybe your ego takes over as you understand it more and more. Uh, well, I didn't start out looking to make the hottest pepper in the world, even though in 1981, while I was studying for an exam, I, I wrote down. Well, I didn't actually write it down. A young lady named Shelley wrote down uh, what six of us were going to do in life that might change the world. And right. what I told her to write down is I might. I'm going to make the world's hottest pepper. Nice. So <laughs> Watch I what guess it was always in the back of my mind, even though I was very drunk and high at that time. Right. Uh, but when I, when I did these crosses, it had nothing to do with I'm making the hottest pepper. It really had to do more with raising that one capsinoid. I, I truly believe is the one that has the key that kills cancer. Nice. And it just turned out to be really, really, really hot. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we've got a California. Cal I can't say that. No. Carolina, Carolina, which Carolina. is weird because my cousin's called Reaper. Carolina. I think we're I think we're getting pushed a little bit for time. The so I don't know if we're if we're doing the uh, sauces uh -huh. and all well, that. We'll just take a now. What would you you said you're not supposed to eat these on their own? So should we just take a tiny bite, Ed? Is that the idea? Well, it depends on how daring you are. Wow. Uh, I truly, you know. I love you guys. Yeah. I'll send you whatever sauce you want Thank to your you. house. But if you eat that whole pepper, I'm going to be taking over. 
<laughs> okay, so we'll just take a bite. You ready? Let's do it. Sure, okay then. I just want to see how much of a bite you take. I'm going to see that in bit there. Yeah. I'm going to take that right off. All right, I'll do the same. Hang on. <laughs> right, let's talk through it. Right. Starts off. So actually, the like flavor bell, is nice. Starts like a bell pepper, like a. Yeah, it has a really sweet flavor. It's yeah. uh, the simple sugars. I was raising those because my my thought behind it was that chemo patients can taste simple sugars. It's the complex carbs that uh, really make them sick. So if I raise the sweetness, uh, maybe they would eat more food and not starve to death. I agree. There's some sweetness. There's a little heat oh, coming really? through. A little, but nothing that's scaring me yet. No. To I'm the extent just... that I'm going to take another little bite. Really? Yeah. Awesome. What part of my body gets the heat? Is oh, it... great question. Great question. Well, well all, your whole body has those receptors. Right. Okay. But what happens normally is the oil gets stuck in your taste buds in your tongue. Your, mm -hmm. your taste buds kind of look like trees. Right. And the oil from the pepper gets under that taste bud. And then the chemical reaction just starts rolling and it can't escape. Wrong, so right. most people perceive it on their tongue first and then in their throat. Uh, but then they make the mistake of wiping their eyes or, yeah. you know, Go up near the top, Billy. Something. No, a bit more. Go near the top. Oh, near it's, the, it's the top section. That, oh, yeah, that I think yeah you guys ate really. what my wife calls the cheater piece. It gives you the flavor without yeah. the go, go. Because the flavor's actually really nice. Yeah, the flavor's yeah, still lovely, makes, Ed, but I'm now getting the heat. Sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get it. I took quite a lot. I think you've not taken anywhere near as much. Let me see it. I'll take more there. I took, I took that that section, that cross section. There. Yeah, brilliant. You guys obviously are professionals because mo most people die. If you if you look at other interviews with me, I I have to take over. No, look, we um, we no, love yeah. we love hot spicy food. Billy and I have a lot of very common interests, and I think one of them is exploring. New types of food, and if it can be spicy, we're absolutely over the moon about it. It is consistently getting hotter. Yeah, I'm getting it. Like, <laughs> feeling it in my chest. Yeah, my chest now. All the hot hiccups. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's it's crazy, isn't it? The 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 sensation of heat. So there is nothing that is heating <clears throat> up on our tongue. You're right, Bills. Nothing yeah, in our mouth not is actually getting hotter. <laughs> yeah, that's, again, that's just a chemical reaction you perceive as heat. You know, uh, like the, my favorite things with the Reaper are uh, Indian food. It pairs so well with Indian food. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Vindaloo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Vindaloo is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vindaloo is incredible. Uh, oh, Billy. You really feeling that one? Are you getting hot lips? Uh, <laughs> no, it's like my whole. The have a little bit of water, maybe. No, but I'm going to. Oh, no, don't, don't drink water. It's just going to make it worse. Oh, well, Ed, here's a question, because I've been desperately trying to get on that show Hot Ones, hopefully with Billy at some point. And, and, and at this point... This is way it, too easy for you to eat something else. It's definitely eat. spicy. At this point, we've not, we've not been able to go on the show, but <laughs> what would you say if you eat something hot and you want to cool it down? Should you drink milk? Should you, no. should you eat ice? What should you eat? What should you do? Well, see, every time I watch people chug milk to get rid of heat, they think the fat <laughs> is going to break up the oils and stuff. They wind up drinking a half gallon of milk, and then they throw up and say, oh, that damn pepper made me throw up. 
It's not the pepper. You're not supposed to drink a half gallon of milk at once. Uh, water no does it. nothing but disperse the oil. Me so, personally, uh-huh. I use citric acid. Uh-huh. Okay, lemon. so I'll drink John. like grapefruit juice or lime juice or lemon juice. Citric acid. It, yeah, it slows it down. So uh, it doesn't make it go away. It just slows have, down the reaction. Don't think we have citric acid, uh, but um, so in an ideal world, you would what squeeze a lemon and then you drink like pure lemon juice. Yeah, or I I just <gasps> take a piece of lime and start chewing on it or whatever. But okay. really, it's all a matter of time. Okay, <laughs> some people it takes ten minutes. Some people it takes twenty. You know, I feel like. I can feel a pulse in the back of my head now. I love this. This is my favorite show ever. Like, my head is like, like, I feel as if my headphones are going like this. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like you did some nitrous oxide or something. But I tell you what, Ed, you had mentioned earlier on about the euphoria, the high. I mean, I've got my whole mouth and my lips are on fire, but my brain feels like it's kind of zipping a little faster than normal. Uh-huh. Maybe it's because my mate Billy's almost about to pass out. It could be that, the excitement no, that, of I, that. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's it's hot to the point that it's doing something to my body that no other uh, paper's ever done. You know, that's, I've never felt that pulse incredible. You know, I've, I've okay. had hot things, but like Indian food where my nose runs, but, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's a different yeah, feeling. Guess what, guys? Now that you've had a hit, I'm just like the other dealers. You're going to have to keep on coming. <laughs> and get more, I bet. Also, I, I tell you what, another sensation, I've, I'm sure you've heard this a lot, Ed, but I've never had this before. I've got hot teeth and hot gums. All of my <laughs> yeah. gums are roasting hot and my teeth feel hot. So out of the amazing gift that you gave us of those uh, Carolina Reapers, what would you say would be a good thing for us to do? Because you don't recommend us eating them raw. Could we... Could you talk us through a kind of simple hot sauce that we could make at home or oh. a chutney or something oh. like that? Oh, sure. They're just real simple. Yeah. Uh, take take those peppers, uh, just any normal blender, okay? Yeah. Uh, take those peppers, put them in the blender, uh, add maybe a cup of vinegar, uh, a couple cloves of garlic, a half an onion, maybe a full onion if you really like onion, yep. uh, some turmeric, some... Uh, black pepper, and and then something to offset it, like, uh, say, cinnamon or nutmeg or, you know, one of, those, one of those other more base spices. And just give it a quick blend, let it sit for a couple of days, and you're, you're going to have an amazing hot sauce. And is that something that stays, does, it, does, does the heat in the hot sauce preserve the sauce, or is there a shelf life? No, no, the... the the pepper is a fruit, just like any other fruit. Uh-huh. Yeah. It has no preservation values at all. It's the vinegar there that's going to preserve it. Oh. And by putting, you know, that amount of vinegar in, you're going to get a pH lower than, say, 4.0 or 3.8. And then it's good for anywhere between, you know, five and eight years. My soft palate. It's yeah. moved to my soft palate now. Yeah. That's, ah. that's pulsating. Yeah, this you're going to the- get all sorts of body experience. Some people have actually said, my arms feel like they're floating, wow. you know? Yeah. And that's that huge amount of endorphin the flowing endorphins. through the body. Yeah, I wonder if I feel a little lighter than normal. But yeah, I, I, it definitely I, has yeah. affected me in that way. Yeah. At this point, 
It's generally localized around my mouth, tongue, teeth, gums, all that kind of stuff. Does it later on move through the digestive system like that, or does it lose its? Oh meat? yes, it's going to move down into oh. your chest, oh. and then when it gets to your stomach, you might get a little bit of a cramp, kind of oh. akin to a menstrual cramp. Wow. And then, and then, depending on your system, anywhere between twelve and twenty-four hours, you're going to experience something called ring sting oh, yeah. uh, when oh, it yeah. exits out the other side. Mm, talk me through that when that happens. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, the the most exciting thing, I think, from this conversation, it's been lovely talking to you, yeah. by the way. But uh, No, it's ooh, been an honor, guys. You're, you're, the, the medical side is so interesting. Incredible. I can totally see your passion for it. Yeah. And... and I think you, what you were saying about, you know, cancer patients and stuff, I think you, you should write that down because I think you, you're, you'll get somewhere with that, you know, in the same way that you wrote down, I'm going to get the hottest paper ever. You well, know. you know, uh, the pharmaceutical industry does not like people knowing about natural cures to anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the attorneys, every time I talk to people like this, the attorneys call me up and say, oh, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that. But I, I don't really care. We got to get the message out there that there's alternatives to things. And that's why the people studying them don't publish much. They, there is a lot that has been published. Like the first time I was on TV, I had no idea one of the places I was sending peppers to was a research facility in Sloan Kettering. And they also had one of the researchers on who said, yep, he's right, you know, and I I had no idea that they were doing that because everything is blind. Okay, we Uh send it to whoever asked for it, you know, and I had no idea he was a cancer researcher at Sloan Kettering. All right. But he tested all of my hypotheses. He looked at the research I had done and said, this man is right. And we announced that on the CBS News one morning. In New York, and it never went anywhere. No one ever, no one else ever asked about it. It's, it's incredibly crazy. interesting, isn't it? I mean, most yeah. pharmaceuticals, I mean, it, it comes from plants anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, most of yeah. them. So uh, this has got to be studied more. Hey, I'm going to have another bite. Are you? I <laughs> want to see it. It's hot. You but dealt with that so well. No, no, I was struggling. I, I feel was struggling. like you should look how much it. I had. I'm not definitely not finishing that. Do it. I had a no. whole bit. No, do the whole thing. Do, do it. it. I whole thing. No, I can't. Do it. I, I, I'm honestly not man enough. Now, Ed, you you could eat the whole thing. Yeah, no problem. Well, I was just at that expo that I told you about in Portland. I had to eat them for TV. I had to eat them for you know. We had customers who come up who say, let's eat a Reaper together. Oh, if wow. that guy comes and eats a whole pepper, I can't just take a bite. I got to eat a whole pepper too, For you know? sure. And you, you so, have the same sensations, heat in the mouth, you get you get sweaty and all that kind of stuff, just not at the same level that we've experienced. No, I, I experience everything physiologically that everybody else experiences. It, I'm, it's just like, say, the alcoholic, you know, uh, some people, one beer knocks them on their ass. Some people, a hundred beers yeah. doesn't phase them. Yeah. So my body has developed a tolerance to the point where I can keep on talking afterwards. Yeah. But inside, I'm getting the cramps. My mouth is water yeah. and my eyes are water. And all the same stuff happens because there's really, when they say mind over matter, that that doesn't work as far as peppers go. Yeah, yeah, no, it's there's, there's nothing you can do. It's gonna, it's gonna it's have yeah. an effect on you, right? I thought, well, I'll just breathe through it and it'll be fine. But that, no. I think that's probably the hottest thing. That as Ed eaten. says, it's a, it's a chemical thing. So your body's mm. just 
dealing with chemicals, right? It's not yeah. uh, it's not something that yeah, you can Yeah, it's dealing with a chemical reaction, yeah. nothing more. But in terms of the mouth, tongue, gum thing, it seems to leave after around about eight to ten minutes. It's tapering off for you now, right? Yeah, I've got it. It's just in my sort of um, that soft palate. Mm. <laughs> it's really sort of stingy. Um, but other than that, but I mean, I, I, I lost control to talk. I yeah, couldn't talk I saw that. when that first... <laughs> Have that you first bite. Have you seen the show Hot Ones, Ed? I make all their hot sauce. Oh, you should put in a good word for Billy and I. We would love to do that show. Yeah, they're really good friends of mine. Hey, John. I, I'll actually be talking to them in the morning, so oh, I'll put it in. Tell them we're massive fans of hot sauce and we'd love to do the show. Could you bring in um, a couple of those hot sauces? Just especially so if it's your them? hot sauce, Ed. So that becomes a kind of curated hot sauce from relatively mild to pretty hot, yeah. Yeah, I actually make their mildest sauce, the classic, and yeah. I also make their hottest sauce. Oh, the last dab. And, yep, and usually everything in between. <laughs> so, let's have a look. So, <laughs> what have we got here? Because let's try at least one. You've got Bacon Me Crazy. Uh, and we've got, we've got the Voodoo Prince. Okay. And we've got, hold on. Put your bloody glasses on. Uh, the Reaper. Which one should Squeezins. we try? Why don't you try uh, the Voodoo Prince or the Bacon Me Crazy? Is the, ba- is is the bacon in Bacon Me Crazy? Yeah. I don't eat bacon, so let's do the let's do the Voodoo Prince. Right, Voodoo Prince, hot sauce. Um, Death Mamba. Death Mamba. They, they never have... Oh, there's more. <laughs> I, like, I like the artwork, Ed. We've also got... Thank you so much for sending these sauces, Ed. That's so generous. We've also got the... No. Would it? Am I saying this right? The 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 Russia, Russia, R A C H A, Russia, Reaper Racha, Reaper Racha. We've got El Tefe Taco Verde, and we've got what lo- looks like one of your ones, Peyton's Hot Strawberry from the Pocketbot Company. Yeah, that strawberry one is fresh strawberries from our farm and oh, some mild we've peppers. Got to try that one, Bill's. I'm just giving this yep. a dab, Dom. Oh, yeah, do it a dab. Now what, on your finger? I haven't got nothing else. <laughs> Good point. Have you got a little spoon now, John? You can chug it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's not, it's not hot. The one you're trying has some ghost pepper in it, a little bit of garlic, uh, onion, cumin, and black pepper. Oh, yeah, I can smell the cumin. Yeah. What's such a fun thing to do. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, you one's that? This is the Peyton hot strawberry, so you get quite a lot of sweetness and then the heat coming through afterwards. That's fantastic. I'll put it in the list. That tastes so good on ice cream. It's What's unbelievable. That? Oh, really? Uh, I'll, I'll just taste it like this. We've got chips if you want them, Dom. Yeah, William. Right, sure. I'm trying this Voodoo Prince. Okay, and I'll swap you for the... You have got. You have to try this Peyton hot strawberry. Now, Ed, before we let you go, where can people get hold of your hot sauce from the Puckabuck Pepper oh. Company? Well, our website is www.puckerbuttpeppercompany.com. Brilliant. Uh, We're available at a lot of stores. I mean, the best price you're going to get is on our website because I'm an idiot and I'm always giving stuff away. Good for you, man. I love it. Good for you. I love your attitude to all this. It's great just getting somebody on who's obviously passionate about what they do. And uh, I've. Yeah. I couldn't make up my life if I tried. My life is so good. Oh, good for you, man. Uh, I get to play with peppers all day long, every single day. 
I well, love the I love the black pepper vibe in that Voodoo Prince. Death this member is, sauce. Isn't that delicious? That's lovely. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Good the, on a steak, that. You know, the hot sauce when it's just got a nice flavor and it's going to help the food. Yeah. And it brings that heat. That's what you're wanting. Absolutely. We'll, yeah. we'll put your website at the bottom of, um, of this so that people can see where to get it. But, hey... That was interesting. Yeah, Ed, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on. If you, if you feel inclined to give the hot ones people a nudge, I've been trying to get on that show for about three years, and they're like, well, we're a bit too big time. And I'm like, oh, but what about two hobbits? We'd be great. Yeah, I won't approach it that way. I'll say my friends want to be on the show. <laughs> nice, Ed. And you reach out to them. Nice. Ed, that was fantastic. Brilliant having you on, Ed. Awesome. Keep up the good work. We look forward to hearing more and more about what you're up to in the uh, in the pepper world. And yeah, uh, and if, I'm certainly going to read up more on the the medical side of it. That's that's incredible stuff. I'm, I'm yeah, it's really really awesome what's going on. Yeah. Cool. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day, Ed. It's lovely to meet you. Lovely to spend time with you. Take it easy. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, guys. See Good to later. see you. Bye. Bye-bye. That was amazing, and what a what a reaction! I mean, like you had said, there's nothing you can do, right? You try as hard as you can to kind of just breathe your way through it and go, "Oh, yep, that's that's definitely hot." But after a certain amount of time, your system just kind of goes, "You need to be quiet for a moment and deal with what's going on." And uh, as uh, I was just seeing through the window there, Dom, I think there's somebody else in the studio who should try it out. Well, not only has Johnny Clues made his own hot sauces. Well, he's, he's, he's a master he's of He's a hot them. sauce aficionado. Now, John, as, as you might have seen, Billy and I started with the little tip. I think you should start with the tip because that'll give you the pepper flavour. Oh, you get the flavour then so that you then, know that it's a lovely... And then take a little bite from the top area so you can taste it. I'm like a little nervous. It's like... No, but, and it's not. It's not something that you can't handle. But no. try the tip so you get that kind of, almost kind of red pepper, bell pepper taste. We'll give it a score while while you're. Um... Yeah, and then you can score it. How's you your mate? Is your mate working? Check, check. Yeah, it's working just They're fine. Working. Right. My hands are shaky. Yeah, well, you're all good. No, Seen Billy right. there. Oh, Billy! It's like watching. <laughs> Billy had a moment. He had a moment. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna do this little tip. This tip. That's just a tip. Flavor. That, now that just tastes like a pepper. Really, it's kind of. Sweet, maybe a little bit of heat, but not really, right? Mm. See the flavor though; it's nice. Wow. Isn't it? Yeah, Very it's like refreshing. a sweet. It's like a red pepper. And then if you go closer to where, but the, then uh, you have to go down the, the way. S- to where the stem is. Then you'll then you'll immediately be like, oh, okay, it's almost like a completely different thing. So right in the side, yeah. yeah like alone. Take the side out. Well, we've already take the side. Oh God, he's, he's worried. Doesn't <laughs> my it? hand is shaking. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's good. Was that a good chunk? Is that a good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But your glasses just steamed up. It's hot. My ears were sweating. I took off my headphones and my ears were sweating. Yeah, it's hot, isn't it, John? Yeah. So we'll... um... Right in your... uh... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is like a fruitiness to Uh it. Oh, yeah. A little sweetness coming through. And then uh, it goes hot in different places. My teeth started getting hot at one point. Oh, my gosh. This feels like... Well, Billy, while John deals with that for a second, should we give it scores? Yeah, well, for the flavour, that little top part, that's a delicious pepper flavour, and I have to give that a 9.3. Wow, for the hot, crazy hot, yeah. yeah. No, for the actual flavour, the flavour, the taste. Yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, it was hot, I'm gonna, but I, I loved it too. Uh, I'll give it an 8.2. 
give it, give it a score for flavor. Would you, uh, flavor? I would yeah. give it. A, What's a lot? So it's nine point. Oh, yeah, the wait. bottom part, I'll give that a little tip. I'll give that. Add a little bit. Lovely yeah. flavor. Eight point nine. A what? what? Eight, eight point eight, eight point nine. nine. Yeah. And yeah. that the heat part. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You've got water there if you need it, John. Don't worry. You got milk. Do you, I'm sure Billy will be okay. The hot part. Uh, the part I'll give about. Uh, it is fruity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, it's fruity. Nine point four. Oh, okay. not bad. Yeah. Nice. No aesthetics. I quite like it. It's a it's a cute little uh, cheeky orange number. And it's got a strange little tip on it. Yeah. It looks like a devil's hat. It's a like good that. look. Love that color. I love it. Uh, I'm uh, like a dehydrated pepper. I'm going to yeah. give it a an eight. It's a good score. Um, I I like the look of it as well, Dom. I'm having um, another bite. Go on. Yeah. Are you really? I'll give it an eight point two. Dom, how did you sit here the whole time, just like? Yeah, just chatting. It's hot. Just chatting. It's hot, but I like to really be in the thicker things and just see how I can do. I'm sweating. Look, look, I can see on screen I'm sweating. Oh my lord. John's sweating. His eyes are sweating. Yeah. Don't be, just be careful about touching your eyes. Yeah, don't touch your eyes if you. Um, oh. Billy, did you give it score for the look? I did. John, what about the look? Do you like look, the look I'm gonna go it? 9.8. Oh, he likes the look here. <laughs> He's loving it because it looks kind of friendly. Yeah. Now, how useful is it? Well, you've got your hot sauces. You've got oh, your, your medical significance. My God, that's incredible. It's, you've got, I mean, and food-wise, I mean, you can add it. I mean, Ed was saying it's the most popular thing that people have. On the table now, not not ketchup or mustard or mayo, and it's gone around the world. Peppers, that pepper taste has gone around the world. And if you put it in a food processor, as he said, some vinegar, a little bit of garlic, onions, it you want, you make your own sauce. As our friend uh, Johnny Clues tells us, John looks like he's been kicked in the balls. Have you, John? That is an experience. That's What's it feeling like now? What was you crying? Say? He's it, like, crying. Hurts to speak. Yeah, he's crying. Uh, usefulness. I, I can't give it a perfect 10, but I'm going to give it pretty close. I'm going to give it a 9.7. I'm going to give, as a usefulness, I'm going to give it a 9.9. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly useful, isn't it, John? That is very useful. That is... Um, what is it, John? It feels like my stomach's sweating. Yeah. It's hot. I feel it, like, right in there. Right. Uh, uh, what do you ask me? How, how useful is it? A, useful. A I mean, this would be a fun, like, hey, how about you you try this, you know, like to somebody. <laughs> At a party. Or yeah, you know, like hey. Yeah. yeah, everybody have a bite of this. I was once on a date with a girl in college. Oh, God. And I was like, let me buy, we're going to make spaghetti. I'm like, I'm going to get some peppers, you know, these cute little orange ones are so cute. Why don't we put these Ooh. in there? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they were habaneros. And uh, up until this moment, that was the biggest mistake yeah. <laughs> or experience I've ever had. Wow. It's hot. John, you're crying. Any, you're I'm crying, crying John, you poor crying. angel. <coughs> Don't touch your eyes, whatever Don't you do. Your eyes. Yeah. It's like, it's the stomach. I feel like, uh, like the endorphins, yeah. you're right. right. It is this like throbby. Yeah. Well, Billy, Billy had hot hiccups and I've never seen you have hot hiccups no, before. That's I don't know how people eat the whole thing. What? People just, I've seen videos where people just go, yeah, that's crazy. I feel like we should all finish the episode by doing that. I recently bit my tongue and it's actually helping the tongue area where it's been bitten. It's like creating a little pain killing thing there. Good on you, John, for coming in. I appreciate you. You're part of the team. Thank you. Well, Billy, I think it's milk. 
I think we've run out of time. Let's let's close the show with John here just suffering between us. Can we? I know we were going to split those 50-50, but I think we should do it a third each. 33. Because I think John could make us a sauce yeah, from that. I agree. That would be to die for. Mm-hmm. Potentially, maybe literally. Yeah. Yeah. I would um, love to do that. That's what I was singing the whole time. Would you do the thing with the mango again, do you think? Ooh, Ooh yeah. It needs a sweetness to cut into it. it needs a Guys, sweetness. we can't wait. That's going to be on. How long will that take you, do you think? Uh, I'll probably do four weeks. Right. If I start today. Maybe we'll do it when Dom's back. Nice. I also think inside those peppers will obviously be seeds and you can plant some yourself. Oh, <gasps> yeah. We've run out of time, but we'll see you next week. Make sure that you uh, keep sending your fan art to us and uh, you can get in touch with fan us. Art. Fan art. You can get in touch with us on our YouTube page or you can leave questions, comments and concerns where you pick up the podcast. Rate, review and subscribe to us. Anything else? Leave a voice message. Leave a voice message at speakpipe.com forward slash the friendship onion. And don't forget to get the merchandise. Wear the t shirts. I'll make you sexy. Yeah. Like Johnny Clues. True. You get that at the friendship onion podcast.com. See you next week. Toodles. Toodles.